0: This helps you to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experiences. Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency.
1: Okay, it's time to commit.
0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the
1: app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'm well and good director of podcast, Taylor Camille, and I don't know about you, but I have been slumped. As summer sadly nears its end, we have kids heading back to school and changes in our routine. It's increasingly difficult to find the pep in our step. And, side note, speaking of steps, if you're in the Los Angeles area, we are hosting our first live podcast event at our House of Good Space in Venice, California, on Sunday, September 3rd at 11 a.m. I have linked the event in the show notes so you can RSVP. We would love to see you there. We'll be talking to runners about how they stay motivated and what support looks like to them. And we have a whole weekend of activities at the house plan. So be sure and check it out. Bring friends along. Post on socials all the things. But back to today's episode, I've been struggling to stay energized, and as someone who isn't a huge fan of caffeine, I'm always looking for alternatives to help me avoid midday slumps and maintain my energy throughout the day. Lucky for us, food scientist and CEO of Natalie Consulting, Natalie Elibrandi, is sharing her expertise on how we can all explore energy alternatives and fuel ourselves for success.
0: I'm Natalie Brandi. I'm the founder of Nelly Consulting. It's a London-based consulting business that focuses on supporting FMCG brands from concept to commercialization, mostly focusing on health and wellness products. Amazing.
1: You've written for us a lot on site and given us tips on different food related topics. But we wanted to talk about energy alternatives to coffee in particular. And I wanted to know, just to start off, what do you notice about why people seek energy alternatives in the first place? And is caffeine, I guess, in general, or coffee really deserving of its bad rap that it gets?
0: Sure. I think it really depends on the individual. Um, So if someone's looking to sort of steer away from coffee, maybe it's because it aggravates their acid reflux. Um, Maybe they're consuming it too early in the morning, so they feel more groggy later in the afternoon. Um, There's Mm -hmm. all different sort of reasons why Coffee or caffeine might not be suitable for an individual, um, especially Mm -hmm. if you tend to be a little bit more anxious and just sort of um, hyped up as a general person. Um, You know, adding in that caffeine into your bloodstream um, can sort of send everything out of whack a little bit and just give you a little bit too much pump to your step.
1: (laughs) Yeah. As I like look at my chai that I got this morning, (laughs) I'm like, trying to balance it out with some water mm-hmm. and, you know, and I I find my, that I myself can be pretty sensitive to caffeine. Like I notice like on days I'll really try to notice like, okay, do I really need it? Or can I, you know, go a day without it today? But I wondered what are some alternatives to coffee so that
0: you can still have that energy boost, but without the caffeine? Yeah. So first I'd probably want to focus on like, why are they pivoting away from coffee and what is it that they mm-hmm. love about coffee? So if it's sort mm-hmm. of like the ritual of coffee and like the color and, you know, you really have a tough time disconnecting from coffee, then you sort of want a placebo effect in place. Um, so that's mm-hmm. where I'd recommend like a chicory root. Um, combination with dates. There's a lot of new products that are heading the market right now. And chicory root is so great because it's got inulin. So you're really starting your day right with lots of prebiotic fibers. Um, And then dates, of course, help contribute to some of the sweetness and the color as well. So it's something that I personally consume before I have coffee, um, as it's just a good way to start your day, it feels like you're having coffee, and there's like a bit of a ritual around it. If you're looking for another substitution where you want a little bit of caffeine, because that's, of course, a caffeine free option, um, Mm -hmm. you know, having a hot chocolate, sort of like a higher quality cocoa, less sugar, um, that can also be a good alternative. Sort of feels like you're making an instant coffee um, and has that nice sort of ritual quality to it while delivering on, you know, color and that sort of placebo effect.
1: Yeah. And also on the caffeinated front, do we see that like herbal teas provide a similar energy boost to maybe a cup of coffee
0: or what's kind of the differentiator there? Sure. Yeah. It depends on what type of herbal teas you're looking at. But peppermint, for instance, um, is really good for giving you a little bit of a boost with being caffeine free. You know, it's also good if you're high tendency of being bloated, um, as long as you're sort of managing of that sort of gut mind access, Um, you know, having different types of herbal teas that can help support um, your gut is often going to help your mind and doing so in a Mm -hmm. low or no caffeine way. Yeah.
1: Okay, the other thing people might reach for when, you know, they're like, okay, no coffee, I'll still do this energy drink. What are your thoughts on on that? I know there's a lot of products on the energy drink market, but wanted some of your thoughts there. Sure.
0: It depends on what types of ingredients, of course, are used in that energy drink. Um, You know, ideally, um, you're going to want to stick with something that's a bit more natural, maybe tea based, not too much sugar, because if you're starting your day out with, you know, just caffeine, if you're not a breakfast person, and you're just having sugar and caffeine, you're going to be sending yourself on a caffeine and blood sugar roller coaster for the rest (laughs) of the day. Um, so if you do want to have caffeine, you know, it's best suited to have after breakfast. Um, and if you're Mm -hmm. looking for more of an energy drink, you want something that's like chilled on the go, you're not really looking for that coffee ritual side, then look for something that's tea based, low in sugar. Um, and maybe there's something else supporting it too. Other proteins and fats, um, are good at sort of keeping that caffeine from spiking too high as well as the total caffeine content. 10. So the typical cup of coffee is normally around 80 milligrams of Mm -hmm. caffeine. So if you want to stick to something around that ballpark or a bit lower, but the downside of some of these uh, energy drinks is that they can come in at around over 100, 120 milligrams of caffeine. So it really depends on what you know, how sensitive you are to caffeine and what your threshold is for some individuals, you know, they're consuming multiple hundreds of uh, milligrams of caffeine a day, whereas someone else might be really jittery after a cup of black tea, which is normally around 30 to 40 milligrams of caffeine.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's my (laughs) range. Friends are like, you really don't drink coffee? And I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Really? like Just from a chai, I feel like, oh no. (laughs) I mean, if you like coffee,
0: but you don't want the caffeine, then of course, just go for a decaf. Decaf.
1: Yeah. So you can still get the flavors, Mm -hmm. but not the effects. Exactly. You mentioned chicory root, and I wondered, any other kind of vitamins or maybe not so much supplements, but yeah, vitamins are more natural processes that can increase
0: energy levels that are on your radar. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I definitely tap into a lot of the mushrooms as adaptogens. Mm. So think lion's mane, reishi, um, you know, a lot of those different types of ingredients are going to help support um, having a bit of that boost. Um, Ginseng and uh, rhodiola, And um, some of those types of ingredients can also have smaller amounts of caffeine, but boost your body um, in different ways. And then, you know, if you are looking for more traditional routes, you can always do combinations of teas with different types of herbal teas. So you can get that caffeine content um, a bit lower if you're looking for something that's you know, less than coffee in a caffeine content, mm-hmm. but also supporting in um, different types of antioxidants that you may receive, as well as having a completely different type of beverage.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. And I think the, some of the stuff that you've listed, I've also noticed on the market for like non-alcoholic beverages that have like a lot of adaptogenics and things like that. So it's interesting to to hear that noted as well. Um And then as we're thinking about rituals and, like, different ways that we can get energy um, when we need it, how – I mean, this might not be specifically your lane, but how – you know, what's the effect that exercise can play in with, like, our intake of of these energy
0: boosters? Sure. Um, So, I mean – Exercise, of course, increases your, um, you know, overall energy in terms of increasing your um, endorphins. Um, So that's just a natural way of waking yourself up. For every individual, though, it is, of course, different, um, you know, male um, psyches, uh, um, physique's a bit different and their hormone structure. So working out in the morning can be really beneficial for men, whereas it might be uh, less beneficial for women due to the 28-day cycle um, and where they mm. are in that cycle. But if they're doing a combination of having a low or no caffeine product along with um you know, some form of exercise, especially going outside and exercising, always helps to feel sort of boosted and more energetic. And if it's in the morning time as well, if you're getting sunlight in your eyes and you're really um, hacking your circadian rhythm, then that's going to help you feel more awake and boosted.
1: Mhm. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about this morning. I woke up and went to yoga, and I know my period's about to start, but I, I don't know. I start I I usually do Wednesday morning yoga, but today I definitely felt like I was not uh-huh. vibing with my body. Exactly. It was like I, don't like
0: I need yin yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like I don't, I just want to be in child's pose all day. And that's, you know, it's like, it's just like a stretching class really. It's not that intense, but my body was like, uh, no, <laughs> not what, not what I want. So it's interesting that she brought that up. Any, we talked about beverages and we talked about, yeah, the adaptogenics, but there, are there any other foods or snacks um, that we can kind of munch on throughout the day to give us a boost as well that we might not have mentioned?
0: Sure. Um, just generally sort of focusing on having smaller meals um, is going to make mm. you feel less fatigued as well. Um, if you're mm-hmm. sort of like keeping logs on the fire, I like to say, um, you know, you're adding little bits of fuel. Um, So you're not really going to become overly sluggish if you're having three large meals a day Um, and then, you know, having that mid morning snack, mid afternoon snack, maybe it's five to six smaller meals. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's more easily digestible. You're keeping your blood sugar um, more regulated as well um, because you are keeping those logs on the fire. So these are all good methods to Having your practice, but of course, some individuals feel that they're more suited for having three meals a day. Um, it really is sort of a case-by-case basis of what feels right for you. Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs, a gripping murder mystery, starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.
1: It's interesting also thinking from like our habits in summer months versus even like as we get into fall winter, you might not be eating as much in the summer. I don't know if I find myself like, oh, I can have like a large or like maybe a small breakfast, large lunch and maybe like something late night because it's sunny all the time. But also just figuring out how to, I feel like I feel a little more drained in the fall winter when I'm not maybe outside doing as much, Mm -hmm. but I- yeah I need those reminders of like, okay, let me have this this little snack moment and to get me to the like get me before lunch and get me after lunch um so that I can stay sustain my energy throughout the day, whereas in the summer with the sun, I'm kind of like I'm good, <laughs> you know
0: i i can I can get through this day, yeah absolutely I mean you know, sticking to eating seasonal, right, based on the seasons and what your body yeah. needs at that point, um, you know, in the colder months, you are using a lot of energy to keep you warm, especially if you're in New York, and you're walking on the streets. Whereas in the summertime, um, you know, if you're eating larger meals, you're likely going to feel more fatigued due to the heat. So it makes sense yeah. to have smaller meals, lighter meals. Um you know, high vegetable content um, and and sort of sticking to that for the summer months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is kind of a tricky question because I, I know I just got an aura ring (laughs) recently and I have been like just tracking my sleep patterns a lot and noticing like the days that I have caffeine or maybe more than usual, like how that affects my, my sleep. But I wondered if you had anything to know on just, like, that relationship, how how our energy alternatives or even, you know, our caffeine intake can affect our sleep patterns and how we should, I don't know, try and mitigate that or be aware of that relationship.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I mean, I'd say the rule of thumb is to not really have much caffeine after 3pm. Mm-hmm. So don't think of an espresso after dinner. That's not a good <laughs> setup. And if you're especially <laughs> sensitive to caffeine, then, you know, even having dark chocolate at nighttime could still wow. keep you up at night, but it really depends on the individual and how sensitive Mm -hmm. you are to caffeine. If you have a high threshold, I know of some people that can have espressos after dinner and they're perfectly fine and they'll go to sleep right after. Um, But it really depends. So for an individual like yourself, If you are particularly sensitive to caffeine, you know, you're going to want to have it in the morning and maybe Mm -hmm. steering clear of some of these high caffeine products, no energy drinks, keeping to something more natural, and then trying to pair it, um, you know, having it after meals, you're not having that on an empty stomach. um, So it's not going into your blood sugar as quickly. And you've got fats and proteins to um, keep yourself more well balanced. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that 3 p.m. cutoff is really – because that's usually when I feel my slump. It's like, okay, if I can just have one more to get me
0: to the finish line. But I think naps, like naps are necessary sometimes. So. Yeah, naps or like other alternatives are just to go outside and to go on a walk. Um, you know, getting yeah. your blood um, pumping and circulating is a great way of feeling more energized than having another cup of coffee at the 3, 4 p.m. slump. Um, You know, traditionally, a lot of people will have caffeine or sugar, right, to try to boost them up um, to get through the rest of the day. But if you're managing your breakfast and your lunch well enough, then you're going to be keeping your, you know, caffeine levels and your blood sugar well managed that you typically shouldn't have that low of a slump in the afternoon. So, If that's something that you're experiencing, then I'd probably focus on getting more protein for breakfast um, and not having caffeine on an empty stomach um, to keep clear of that afternoon slump. Yeah. Very crucial.
1: (laughs) I'm like noted. Me and my pastries are not doing enough to help me (laughs) through the day. No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's funny. It's like such a New York thing. I'm like, okay, bagel is fine, but the bagel is heavy and
0: the bagel is like not going <laughs> anywhere. Bagel is also equivalent to like five slices of bread.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but when in Rome, amazing. I feel like we covered so much. The, the last kind of thing I wanted to touch on was maybe just, I guess we kind of did a lot, but maybe anything else you have to add on. Things that we can do at home. I know we mentioned like a lot of products, but like anything we can do at home for ourselves for like energy boosting, even like recipes or, you know, things like that.
0: Yeah. So with or without caffeine. Maybe without. In the morning, I mean, you're going to want to try to get breakfast in um, within 30 minutes, you know, latest an hour, 45 minutes to an hour after you wake up. But the earlier you can do it, the better. Um, And having a high protein rich breakfast. Um, So steering Mm -hmm. clear of, you know, sort of the cereal aisle and high sugary products and having something that's really going to keep your satiety levels full as well as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're fueling yourself for the day. So think of it like that. So trying to target around 20 to 30 grams of protein for breakfast. Um, and if you compare in, um, some vegetables even better, and then have sort of fruits as the last thing that you were to consume. Um, mm-hmm. and if you're going to have carbohydrates, then pair them with fats and protein. Um, cause again, this is all tying into like your blood sugar regulation. Cause the more that you can manage that, then the less you're going to feel of these big dips throughout the day where you're going to gravitate towards sugar and caffeine. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're going to have a breakfast, fuel it right. And then after that, you know, 90 minutes to The later, the better, Um, I always like to say for having your caffeine. So, you know, the earliest would be within an hour of waking up um ideally 2 mm-hmm. to 3 hours thinking around 11 um am is a good time to have your coffee um because you're allowing your body to naturally wake up it's going through its cycle um you know if you're going outside and you're getting sun on your face these are all things that are going to keep you energized um And then having that sort of caffeine hit around 10 to 11 is just going to keep you going and sustain you longer now that you've already allowed your body to sort of naturally wake up. And then if you go into having an early, you know, breakfast, um, Then maybe you're going to have a mid-morning snack and follow it with, you know, light lunch and, again, keeping some logs on the fire to keep you sustained throughout the day um, so you're not constantly gravitating towards high amounts of caffeine. (laughs) Um, So that's what I would recommend to to really start your day off well. Yeah. Great tips. I feel very,
1: like, more equipped now to (laughs) avoid the slumps of the day. Um, it's interesting. Like I feel like on weekends I'm fine, but during the week when we're working, it's so hard to like you know do it without caffeine and to just be aware. Um, definitely yesterday, I didn't have my first meal until it was bad, like one o'clock. <laughs> and I'm just like, what was I doing all morning? Yeah. You know, and breakfast is my favorite meal. So, um, just those remind. It's good to have the reminders as you get caught up in everything. Mm-hmm. Like just. Feet, you know, nourish yourself first. Don't scroll, don't check the email, like nourish yourself first and get yourself
0: on the right foot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, food is fuel, right? So if you want to work well, you have to fuel yourself, right? Um, And the more, you know, nutritious products that you can be eating and making at home, then all the better. Having a high diverse diet, um, you know, and even if you want from a caffeine point of view, mixing it up, having coffee one day, you know, switching to some of these adaptogen based products um, and keeping it really diverse is, is only going to help you um, have different types of uh, caffeine sources and have different experiences with it every day. So it'll keep it interesting. Yep,
1: absolutely. Natalie, is there anything else that you want to add that we might not have touched on?
0: No, I mean, when it comes to caffeine, it's about finding what's right for you. So again, Mm -hmm. if you are a highly sensitive individual um, with caffeine, then you're going to want to keep it on the low ballpark, trial it out, see if you can cut it out altogether, maybe replace it with some of these placebo products, um, that I call placebos, like, chicory root and <laughs> Um They do taste really good, and they, yeah, look like coffee. So, and then if you are consuming of coffee, then, you know, try to have it after breakfast and not a full stomach.
1: Natalie dropped so many gems throughout our conversation, I definitely left feeling better equipped with more insights on how to feel my body and feel more energized throughout the day, which is especially necessary thinking ahead for when we start to lose daylight hours. We hope you came away feeling more recharged too. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Natalie Alibrandi. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille and edited and mastered by our friends at Edit Audio. Our theme music was created by Madeline Lekomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.